Welcome, everybody. This is Andrea Eichmann with the People's Patriot Project, and we're here again tonight. It is Sunday, 1800 Central Time, and we are bringing you We Got Your Six at Six Patriot Playtime. Um, every week, we bring a guest and a music guest. All of them, most of them are um, first responders, military or retired or supportive of all of those. Um, tonight, we have Avi joining us from Israel. He's going to share his experience as a first responder and all that goes with that. And we also have Chris Turner, who is on the run and may have just disappeared, but he'll be back. So stay tuned. Um, come with your questions tonight, you guys. We, we're going to have some really cool discussion um, just based on what we've, we've been talking about so far. We need to mention strong supporters. We've got Bourbon Battle Buddies in the house with Jonathan J. Train. Um, Scotty Fraser, you've been kind of quiet. I can't imagine. Maybe it's a holiday or something and you're busy. Um, Scotty Fraser, it's awesome to have you around. Derek Iozio, Catch 22 Peer Support. Thank you so much for bringing along Kimmer as well. Um, Kimmer, we've got to talk. We've really got to talk. Um, Contagion Effect with Eric Mello, almost always in the house. I'm sure he'll show up and beg to be on screen with us at some point or maybe tomorrow. Um, Gabriel Wren, haven't heard from you in a while either. J. Mark Bailey, thanks, you guys, for being our supporters and our fans. Always, always a good time when we get here. So tonight, we will have lines open. You can call and ask questions. You can send your questions online. Um, if you are not being recognized on Facebook and you would like your name to show up, we will provide a link here in just a second that allows you to let us know who you are. Much appreciated if you do that. Hey, you know what? You know, you know, you know that we know why we get to do this. Thank you to our service members and first responders that have committed their time, sweat, blood, limbs, family, and life to give us the freedoms that we have that allow us to do what we get to do daily. Um, 
we're going to get started here in a second. But before we do, I ask that you stand if you can, remove your hat, put your hand over your heart, and join us for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States, the United of, America. States of America and to the Republic, to the Republic for which it for stands, which stands one, nation, one nation under God, under God, indivisible, indivisible with liberty, with and, liberty justice and justice for all. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Put your hat back on, dude. <laughs> you said amen. What is wrong? I know. I tell you every week I want to say amen at the end of that. So I did. Take that. Hallelujah. There you go. See? There, the singer is here. The singer. I didn't What's up, this. fam? What is going on, dog? Man, it's it's your world. I'm just trying to live in it, brother. Yeah, you're doing amazing. We're doing amazing. We're going to hear some words from, and I think Avi's doing amazing too, but uh, he's in a place that uh, us spoiled brats of America will not have any concept of. And we've had some great conversation already. Um, I, Chris, yeah, <laughs> you, you said we couldn't. We wouldn't feature any of your song. Why would we have you on if we wouldn't feature any of your music? Well, I'm just saying, you know, if you just want to have a powwow and not like, you know, uh, feature the music because I don't, I don't have anything new. I got new stuff that's coming out, but I'm just not ready yeah. to release it yet. Yeah. We're good. I mean, good. Yeah, I mean, you can feature, you can feature anything you want to, man. Play the Waffle House song. I don't care. You don't, you don't have anything good to say ever. So why would we? Even, I mean, you just, <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I'm always that guy. I'm always that guy. No, you get smarter every time we talk to you. <laughs> oh, Chris needs to see. I know, I know. We'll get him. We got him. We got some stuff loaded up. I don't know if we have. Jonathan has just revealed to me he has a favorite, a favorite Chris Turner song. I didn't know it. Uh -huh. uh, but it, uh, going back to Texas is his favorite song. That's one of my favorite songs too. Because you yeah. get to swear in it, is that why? No, it's not that, man. It's just you know you know how the world is right now. Everybody else can go to hell, but I'm gonna end up in Texas. <laughs> True story. It has nothing to do with swearing in it, it just has everything to do with telling the truth. There you the go. Truth. truth. That's it. Truth. Truth is we need more of it. Well, I especially, I want to thank everyone for making it. Chris had guests this week, and uh, it was hard to get a musician. And uh, you know what? When we ask the favor, Chris always answers the call. Uh, and then we got Mr. Tannenbaum here, Tannenbaum, who it is, it, what, it's 2 o'clock in the morning now, isn't it, brother? It is. It is 2 o'clock in the morning over in Israel. And uh, we're going to get to that story because it's compelling it's educational. Um, I am just in awe of uh, the story that we've already been hearing. And um, and a lot of you might say, well, why are you bringing a Jewish man on who's over in Israel onto your show? Uh, our brother is a United States citizen over in Israel, uh, working in the first responder sector 
uh, and also police force sector. And so uh, if you got that question, come talk to me later about it. We'll deal with that on another level. But uh, we are excited to have uh, Avi here. We're excited to have Mr. Chris Turner here. Uh, always excited to have Jonathan and, uh, well, we get to put up with Andrea every week now. Which is a blessing, which is a blessing. Yes. Um, Jonathan, can you tell us what's in the news, brother? Uh, yeah. So we're, we're closing out on the month of November and, uh, November's, uh, military family month. And the observance recognizes challenges that family members face while they support their loved ones in uniform. Um, the commitment of family members and their dedication make it possible for our military to remain organized and focused. Um, they are the heroes that stand behind our heroes. Uh, this month honors the parents and children who stay behind and love their family members who are on active duty to protect the interests of our nation. Um, not a whole lot other than that going on in news. Uh, November 28th, however, that's uh, this coming Tuesday, is uh, labeled Giving Tuesday. It was created in 2012 by technology companies named like uh, Mashable, Skype, and Cisco. Um, giving is uh, therapeutic. Uh, it provides personal satisfaction for the, the person doing the giving. And uh, you get the opportunity to help someone and um who might need it and it might also encourage others around you to give as well and it's not always just about monetary donations you can also donate uh pet supplies to your local animal shelters uh canned goods to food banks um and as we say here at people's patriot project time and talent are just as valuable as treasure so it's not always about money if you got a, a skill set that you can donate to help others out that is often equal to or more value than treasure. Um, December 2nd, I kind of talked with Mark and Andrea a little bit about this before the show, but uh, this coming weekend, there's a, a volunteer project underway here in Louisiana. Um, we've got a 100% disabled veteran from Vietnam, a Purple Heart recipient, that had some uh, issues with the flooring in his home. Um, his wife, I believe, actually fell through the floor and they've been kind of avoiding ever since, but they've reached out and tried to find some uh, assistance through FEMA and other organizations and are having a little trouble at the moment. But uh, um, there's a volunteer crew put together for Saturday that is gonna pull up the old flooring, move the furniture and get all that ready. And there's a, a local business owner, Chris Sheremy, that's volunteered his time to put in new floors. Um, there's still a need for volunteers, uh, labor-wise, to help tear out the old floors. And uh, there's still a need for some some monetary donations as well, but we'll get those, those links out and available uh, for anyone who is interested to to help out with uh, the, the money is basically to pay for the new flooring. All the services are being donated. Um, so this is just to pay for the, the new flooring and the supplies needed. But uh, we'll get those links out in the, next, in the, in the coming days once we have a, a, little, a little bit more of a powwow about it. But any help that y'all can uh, give us would be greatly appreciated. And that's all I got right now. 
Outstanding, outstanding. Um, it is part of the mission. It is part of what we do. It is part of the things that we uh, we find causes all over the country. Um, we are Minnesota-based, uh, but we've been everywhere. And uh, if the ask is asked, we put it in the network. And uh, I don't know. I know that there's asks that we've we we do hard. And this sounds terrible, but we do the hard ass and we do soft ass because some of the, the ass that come in from our veterans, our first responders are, you know what, we can coach you through this piece. We can get you into the right resources. But then there's some of those ass that are coming in and it's like, this is viable to the livelihood of this human being. And we, we go all out and we, um, on the hard asks, we, I don't think there's been one that we haven't met yet. Um, and so I'm, I'm proud as an organization that uh, we have an amazing network of people. Uh, I know people will have uh, conversation and have uh, uh, questions for us in regards to how do we get that support there. We will provide that information. Um, we do have a Giving Tuesday link. I was just trying to find that and put it up. Um, and uh, we also have some... Fundraisers going out on uh, Facebook right now. I think Andrea is at close to her max and close to being done. Uh, and uh, for my fundraiser, there, I don't even think it's even, anyone's even started. And that's uh, you know what, uh, we constantly say we have to be ready so we don't have to get ready. Um, we do have people coming in crisis, and uh, we'd like to be in the position where we don't have to, other than vetting. And making sure that uh, here's a secret: if people are in need, we usually help. So when we say vetting, uh, even though we support veterans and first responders, um, sometimes we go outside of that just to help make sure that people get the 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 needs that they they need to have to to make it till tomorrow. Because we want everyone to be able to be uh, around tomorrow. That's the whole big piece. Um. Chris Turner isn't new to us. What what have you been up to lately, brother? Oh man, uh, we finished up touring uh, about two or three weeks ago. We finished up in Kentucky. I'm trying to put together one last show for the year uh, here in town. I'm, I'm looking at probably December 14th. I hope it's kind of like, you know, just just a like kick kick ass and take names kind of show. You know what I mean? And then, uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, we got new music coming out the first of the year, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Everything falls into place the way it should be. And uh, I'm, I'm just really excited about 2024, man. 2024 is going to be uh, the year, hopefully. We'll see. I think you're right. I think you're right, man. I, I say I say that every November and December, though, man. And we have this conversation once a year. So, well. And I even think recently I, I shared with Andrea how absolutely infuriated I get when and this is not a reflection of you, Chris, um, when you just didn't get the things done. So, like, you hear it every year, this time of year, with the hundreds of football teams that have to stop play. Oh, we'll get it next year. I, I don't want to hear that crap. I want to yeah. – we, we need to get her done. And if you're not in the game, then you're not in the game. And 
and wishing i'm not a big wisher kind of guy and it just absolutely ticks me off but um I only get to listen to college football these days. A lot of amazing games this weekend. Not to share some focus, but that rotten team south of us beat the other rottener team south south of us. <laughs> Iowa, Iowa. Did you guys watch that game, the Iowa Nebraska game? That was nuts. No, no, I didn't nuts. lose anything in either place. So <laughs> it was nuts. And then the Michigan uh, Ohio State game, nuts, man. It was nuts. Uh, Big Ten football. Avi, yes, introduce sir. yourself, brother. Tell us what you're up to, man. First of all, it's great to be here. I feel comfortable. I'm surrounded by people with beards. We said the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm, I'm with people that I feel we're like we're in the same space. Uh, so I was born in New York. Whenever somebody says to me, I'm from New York. I say, I'm sorry to hear that, but it's just a joke. Uh, born in New York, uh, grew up as a kid in Chicago, and had about three years in Denver, Colorado. And then age 17, a few months after September 11th, I moved here to Israel to come study. A lot of American Jewish kids come here to study for like a year. Then they go back to America, do college. And uh, I'm a little bit crazy. I always do what I'm not supposed to. And somehow I wound up staying here, married a woman from here, went to university here, and I'm still here somehow. <laughs> Got five kids living here. And uh, I love America, and your show is making me miss it a lot, making me want to go back. I was supposed to be back last week for a speaking tour that got canceled. But I do try to come back, and uh, I have a lot of friends there, family there. And I try to support a lot of first responders that are there as well uh, by Zoom, FaceTime. So I still got a lot of ties to the country that's very much in my heart. Uh, that's me. I'm, uh, I wear a few different hats. I do uh, mental health counseling. I also volunteer as a patrolman here in the Israeli police. And I'm also an EMT in the ambulance services here. I do a lot of uh, psychological first aid, disaster work, and uh, that's what I'm up to, man. That's me. There's so much more to the story, and uh, there. If, I mean, I don't want to insult anyone, but if you have been watching the news over the last six, eight weeks, uh, Avi's not in a very safe place at this moment. Uh, him and his entire country folk and uh, dealing with what is happening over in Israel and uh, in the the expansion of Hamas and what they're trying to do. I don't even know what they're trying to do, but uh, that's not for me to, it just, it is what it is. And it's, it's, there's so much to the story. I'd like to kick this thing off a little bit in an upscale way with, well, one of the things that I I consider it an anthem, an anthem to veteran music. And, uh, of course, I'm stalling at this moment because I can't find it right away. And it is right here. So we got Chris Turner. Take you out. <laughs>
crazy dudes. Hit me like a shot of 100 proof. A little comfort to ease my mind. She's slinging drinks, she's doing time. Working hard, making that money. Put your number on my last 20. Hey, girl, when you get off tonight, let's throw back a couple nannies in my double wide. I got a big screen, TV, a DVR full of Doug Dynasty. So climb on into my Chevy Love, baby, and the man that you've been dreaming of. We'll crank some Hank until the beer runs out. Then I'm going to take you out to Waffle House. Something told me she's into me. I bought a drink, she brought me three. Let her hair down, leaned in low. Whispered to me soft and slow. My double shift is almost over. Ask me if I'd like to get to know her. Thinking, hey girl, when you get off tonight, let's throw back a couple nannies in my double wide. I got a big screen, TV, a DVR full of Doug Dynasty. Chris Turner with "Take You Out." Man, that's such a that's, that's such a fun song, man. It's fun to play live too, man. I it's, love that song. I I think it is for sure the one song, and I'm so familiar with it. I mean, truth is, let's. I mean, it gets played in my playlist, <laughs> and uh, I, it's. You don't get to see it, Chris, because but Andrea's got a boogie <laughs> and a boogie, and she's dancing, and I'm throwing some arms and stuff. Uh, it is one of our, <laughs> it is one of our. I don't know, I'm going to say it, it's one of our favorites. I, I'm going to say it. It's we never rank, we never rank our musicians. We'll never do that because they're all our brothers, they're all our sisters. But uh, uh, we know where the the special ones sit. And there's never ever a secret about that because 
the added investment, uh, when you add back into the People's Patriot Project, I guarantee you there is a uh, a payback in that in that step. And so uh, people can confirm that in other ways and other places and other spaces. So what do you and think? I never, thought, I, I never thought in a million years, man, that us finishing a show in Simpsonville, South Carolina and going to a Waffle House would turn into a cult-like song, man, because it's, it's everywhere <laughs> I go. It's like, it's like, man, you're going to play Waffle House tonight? You can play Oh, there he goes. He's still here. Oh, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a what? What do you get when you go to Waffle House, Chris? <laughs> Might have some audio stuff. Avi, what did you think of that song? I think it was great, and uh, definitely not used to hearing that song in these parts. It was nice. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Are are there radio stations over there? Yeah, there are radio stations. There's a lot of Western music, but uh, you know, you can hear uh, Ariana Grande here and uh, Eminem, and I don't know all sorts of people. But Waffle House, take me out. That that was the first one for me. Well, <laughs> if you're interested, and I know you have internet over there, we do have a radio station called WP3 Radio that plays only veteran and first responder musicians, and so. Okay. Uh, Chris Turner is on there, and uh, it uh, and many, 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 many more. We're gonna get a lot more loaded up, but uh, um, we're constantly working on that and constantly trying to bring more and more content. I can't say better because I'm telling you right now, the content we have there is pretty amazing, and uh, everyone's doing their job and doing a good job at it. So, Mr. Turner, before you uh, you had you got booted there what do you order when you go to waffle house <laughs> me i i kind of get a custom order man i like i like bowls right so i like eating out of a bowl so i'll always get like grits and get me some scrambled eggs and throw me some bacon on top of it and then i top it off with some chili and cheese and the chili would be called what it's just a waffle house chili okay. and then i get a side and then i get a side of hash browns with like ham and cheese and Smothered, covered, and cap, man. Smothered, covered, and cap. There we go. Yep. Do you have to? You can't. You can't that? eat Waffle House, man, and not eat the hash browns. You got to have the hash browns. Then you <laughs> douse them with ketchup, man, and you make sport out of them, son. I'm I'm a little bit sad. I just did a little search because I was looking up the the I've done this several times. All the words because there's more words than people realize. And I don't even want to say this. Did you know? We'll do it offline. I'm sorry. No, I'll, I'll throw it. Chris, do you know there's another song called Waffle House out there? Oh, there's 15 or 20 of them. Oh, Colt Ford's got one, but it's about him. I think it's about him uh, murdering his ex-girlfriend or something oh, like that. No one wants to. Yeah, every, 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 everybody's got a Waffle House song, dude. Well, you're competing with the Jonas Brothers. We'll have to. We'll have to. Upstage Are you serious? Them. Are yeah. you serious? The Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Shoot. Wow. <laughs> That's because Waffle House is the mecca of all great memories. It is, man. It's like Waffle House or Crack and Hurl. <laughs> oh my gosh. Crack and Hurl. No, the Crack and Hurl. The Crack and Hurl. <laughs> oh. The awful like the, waffle, the awful waffle, and the crack and hurl. Crack and hurl, I like it. Yes, one's for lunch and one's for early breakfast. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scattered, smothered, topped, covered, chunked, diced, peppered, capped, country, and then all the way. And then apparently if you lay your jelly packet a certain way on the thing, they there's a code, too. And I will get into that <laughs> another time. Whatever. I Whatever. thought it used to be like pineapples, and now we're talking about jelly packets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. interesting. <laughs> turn, turn your jelly packets sideways at Waffle House and see what happens, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm scared. Oh, he may not be giving you good advice, Jonathan. I'm just going to say that right now. It's just bad, man, because it's like uh, there has to be a blueprint to eat at Waffle House now. Yeah. Well, you can. We can print it out. I mean, I didn't know that there's like a specific space the person actually was supposed to stand until someone had me look over the edge, and there's a there's a apparently a brick that the caller is supposed to stand on, but I I don't ever see that. That's really I didn't know that either. Um, last I just time wrote, we I just wrote the song. <laughs> yeah. Last time we were in Nashville, we tried to dine at the finest of the, the finest of the establishments, and uh, it wasn't that long ago. It was less than a year ago, folks. Actually, right out a year ago, when we did our WP3 Nashville takeover, and they were still in protocol there, and I, that, I found that weird, but whatever. So, the Waffle was like, House was still under COVID protocol. Yeah. I thought they were just cleaning, and they just what? had everything. Yeah. That one was protocol and they and we had like 20 people with us. We had that we backed out. We backed out. Man, I, I was they were still on COVID protocol. I mean, I've seen some waffle houses, Bo and COVID. <laughs> Never mind. I'm gonna keep that comment to myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was thinking yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that one to myself, man. I ain't Fair trying enough. to I ain't trying to get canceled off of the WP3 network. No, you can't. that can't happen. That can't happen. Avi, we got into a lot of detailed conversations. What what would you like our listeners to to know about what you're dealing with and what you're doing in your space right now? Good question. Good question. You know, I think. I think we can start with the message that no matter what we're going through here, no matter what people are going through anywhere, whether it's a community crisis, national crisis, or it's a single parent that can't make the month in some sort of crisis in their home, you always think like you can't make it. And then there's always a few good people, hopefully that reach out. And then together, before you know it, you had more resources than you realize, and you're able to get through it and you're able to thrive. And this whole war, aside from working with first responders and getting ready to fight and all the stuff that we're doing here, uh, just talking a lot about resilience and about how human beings are resilient, how we're pretty tough people and we can be there for each other. And I think social support is like the biggest thing that there is, the biggest thing that God made that we can use to help one another of course, there are fancy techniques and psychology and psychiatry and all sorts of good stuff. But just the simple fact that we can pick up the phone, say hi to somebody, go out for coffee with someone, we can say a good word, we can say we're thinking about them, 
these things make a really, really big difference. And I've been doing that with other people my whole life. And in this conflict, people did that with me. And on both ends of it, I see that it's a real thing. So I know that's what you guys do. Just seeing your intro to the show and then hearing about the flooring. Jonathan was talking about the vet that needs some flooring. You know, it's that stuff where you show that everyone's thought of, no one's left behind, everyone's cared for. It's a really big deal, man. And um, let's start with that. How's that for an answer? Well, I, it can't be second, that's for sure, because it's it's a wonderful message. Um, one of the things that uh, we fought for when we brought the We Got Your 6 on 6 at 6 live uh, was the fact that the messaging needs to be completely changed in our country. Uh, at that time, it was COVID-19. And again, if, if that's your space, and that, um, but our media was telling us that everyone was dying and that everyone was depressed and that everyone will never be the same again. And that, and I, and that's just not a true narrative and unqualified people were making those statements. And we continue to have unqualified people making statements on social media and other media sources. And it's, it's not that I'm here to defy and deny. It's the fact that I'm going to go find uh, sources. That doesn't necessarily meet my parallel of, of knowledge and information. But, you know, it's it's like you're fishing. You throw a lure out, and if the lure doesn't work, you, you, you just don't pull it in and, and then change out the lure immediately. Uh, you spend some time, and you learn, and you adapt, and just like a soldier and a first responder does, uh, you don't run into battle. You walk into battle because you got to take in the information. But that's a gigantic piece that I feel that we're suffering. I and I say suffering in in a in a in a weird context because I I tell my students I go we are victims of our media and then I have to break that down and share them what that means. It's not what's on the news. It's not what's in social media. It's, it's, and this is going to make some people mad. Sorry. It's, it's our, it's our parents, our clergy, our teachers. It's, it's all these people who a have either taken time or not taken time to go get accurate information. Not to mind you perspective is different for everyone too. And we had that conversation before the show tonight, what perspective does. Your knowledge is based on, or your perspective is based on your knowledge and what you're willing to put into your brain and to experience. And so um, I think that's a piece that we've dealt with when receiving news about Israel as well, is what is accurate information? What is the accurate pieces of uh, um, knowledge that we need to hold? And you're standing there. Um, I can tell you what side... I, I mean, there's no, <laughs> there's no question about what side I stand on, and I, and I'm, I know that there's an alter side of what, what you believe in, Avi. But I believe I would stand probably close to shoulder to shoulder with you in what this uh, campaign is happening over there. Um, my question is, are we getting accurate information? I think, I think that. Israel is losing the propaganda war. I think there's a lot of propaganda out there. 
I think there's a lot of hatred being created for no reason. I think a lot of things are being exaggerated and embellished. And it's being used to wage psychological warfare. And uh, like I told you right before the show, I had a good Muslim friend. We were great friends. And because of all sorts of disinformation, his family makes it that we're not allowed to be friends anymore. We were great friends. Uh, and I told you also before the show, you know, uh, when I do police shifts, I'm doing them with Bedouins, Druze, Muslim, Jews, non-Jews, all sorts of people. We're all best friends. We're brothers in arms. We die for each other. You know, so the, the narratives are being spinned in every other way on the media, but it's not true. It's creating a lot of division for no reason. Uh, it's real sad. It's unfortunate, you know. Even this guy that left me, my video editor, he left me because his family doesn't let him be friends with me. He came over to me three weeks later in a private message, and he starts sending me all sorts of videos. And he says, you know, how do, how do you justify this genocide? How do you justify killing these children? How do you justify this and that? I said, dude, three weeks ago we were friends. And, you know, for every video you send me, I can send you back you know a video from the other side and from every narrative you spin me i can spin you a narrative i said but at the end of the day you and i were making great content it was never political it was always about helping people grow and be better people it's all about trauma it's all about helping people to change and become better and act nicer to their spouse you know that was our content it wasn't about making money it wasn't about how to have better sex it was content about how to just grow and do personal development. And I said, now what happened is whatever happened, you know, whatever you're hearing on your media, now we can't make videos about personal development. And now we're both losing out. Who, Who's winning now? Like, how, how does that make the world better that we're not making content that puts a smile on a suicidal person's face? Like, what did we do? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Uh, like I said, you know, I said before, before when we were hanging out before the talk, the show, I never used my social media to be too political or anything like this. I just, I, I always have my eye on the prize. Not that I don't know about politics, not that I don't take political sides and stuff, but uh, I love people. I want to help people. I don't care if they're gay. I don't care if they're Muslim. I don't care who the hell they are. If they're struggling, if they're in pain, or if they're friendly, I'll be friendly. I'm there. And uh, as a philosophy, I've always found that to be the right thing to do. I teach my kids to do that. I see people sweeping the streets outside, uh, Arab guys. I'll invite them in. I'll give them coffee. I don't care who you are. I'll say thank you. I'll appreciate you. And I think that if we all do that, it'd make the world a lot better. Well, we had the brief conversation about if when you're dialing 911 and what's the, what's the, ver what's a, what do they use over in Israel? Is it not yeah, it's interesting. They in Israel they don't have one number. They've been trying to pass a law to make it that way, but uh, it's it's a, it's quite confusing. You have a hundred for the police, a hundred and one for the ambulance, a hundred and two for fire, and then you have another number for another ambulance service if you want that one. That one's free, but they don't have as many ambulances. Uh, so there's a lot of different numbers going on. But if you call one, their job is to alert the others, anyways but with a delay. Like if there's a fire, I would tell someone to call 102 and they'll tell the ambulance to come, but it might take a few minutes, but somehow it gets done. You know, we, sure. <laughs> at the end, we figure it out. 
but but there's no survey happening after you call. They're not they're not asking you what is your race, what is your religion, what is your gender. They they no. are they are running boots on the ground. They are that's what first responders do. That's what our it's, our, it's our, a brotherhood, our, dude. It's a brotherhood in the first responder community. Everywhere that I look, in the ambulance and in the police, because I'm deeply involved in both. Everyone's close. You know, we don't uh, we don't let this stuff get in our way. This has nothing to do with us. We're we're friends. We'll do anything for each other. A guy just told me a story. Who was it? I was on a shift with a guy in the police about a month ago. And he told me that for his baby bottles, he uses some certain type of mineral water because the doctor said that for his baby, like this type of water is good for his stomach. And uh, because the war broke out, this type of mineral water was like hard to find. And out of nowhere, a week later, one of the Druze police officers uh, shows up at his place with like 10 cases of this water, you know, unannounced and says, here, take it. It's a gift. You know, like that, that, that's who we are. We all have a common mission and we just want to help, help, help people. You know, that's what we're used to. That's also the education I got from America, by the way, my dad runs homeless shelters in Chicago. Um, I always grew up in a community that everyone's given to one another, helping one another. We're always thanking veterans for their service. We're always thanking the police officers that come to do something. This is the education that we got. In uh, I went to a private elementary school, but pledging uh, the Pledge of Allegiance every single morning. This was uh, how we grew up. That's what we did for God and country, you know. What is the state of affairs when it comes to your first responders in regards to this? Because now... They're not common day walking around, waiting, drinking their coffee, and eating their donuts uh, to to wait for. They're they're constantly on the move now, aren't they? Yeah, uh, a lot of guys are stretched thin. Uh, it's not easy. We're all trying to get equipment, gear up, uh, and and some people say we're we're before the the the, the main part of this war. This might just be the introduction, but um, yeah, there was a lot of crazy stories on October seventh of. Ambulance services that went into the fire. They were told by the dispatch, don't go there. It's dangerous. They went in anyways. They were able to just evacuate so many people. I'm not saying that's right or not right. As a first responder, you know, we always talk about safety. But uh, but a lot of guys were heroic and they put other people before themselves. And again, there too, it was it was Muslims for Jews and Jews for Muslims. It was all sorts of people. First responders just getting after it. Crazy stories. If you want later, I can private message you some interviews with these guys. They did crazy stuff, man. Really crazy, but they saved a lot of lives. There's so much information that, I mean, my brain is just starving for how can we help? How can we support? Um, Avi, are you aware of anything or anywhere we can go immediately to help out? Uh, mankind, not aside, is there anything we can do to help mankind over in that space right now? I have to think, but the first thing I always say when I'm asked that question is just be my friend, because that goes a long way. Being my friend, it will uh, give me a lot of strength to get through the days to come. I don't know what's going to be. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, I tried to send my family back to America 
I got my folks back in America, but uh, my wife didn't want to leave me by myself. But if she's here, then I'm worried that I have to protect her. So it's this like catch 22. Uh, but just be my friend and it goes a long way. I, I made some great friends in Ukraine during their conflict. And when ours came around uh, on October 7th, they reached out and uh, it really gave me a lot of strength. And, and that's what I said before, you know, just people being there for one another, even just a little message. Hey, I'm thinking about you. Hey, hope you're well. I think these things go a long way in supporting other people and supporting me. Thank you, Kimmer. That's appreciated. Thank you. I'll be your friend back. That lady will not stop. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, what she says she's going to do, she will do. And so uh, I'm sure she's going to – I don't want to plant any seeds. She'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll, let's just go with it. Um, um, does anyone else on the panel have any questions that are intriguing you? Um, I don't. I don't have any questions, man. I'm just speechless. You know, we we do our thing every day, and people thank us for our service. And I mean, Avi's over there, and he's in the thick of it. I mean, he's like right in the middle of it. So, you know, I mean, I know that we we've done what we do, and first responders do what they do. But that's one thing, you know. I've had conversations about is like, you know, until you've been in it and been involved in it, I mean, you, it's really, you know, you really can't speak on it. You know, I mean, because it's my hat's off to you, brother. You're one of the true unsung heroes to be able to stay there and do what you do because you believe in the mission. Hey, I, I, my, I hat's, my, my, hat, my hat's off to you, brother. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll tell you that uh, I get a lot of my a lot of my strength, a lot of my direction actually from American events on YouTube, and. Uh, and uh, just this idea that I'm seeing over and over, the idea that if you don't do something, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And somebody's got to do it. And a lot of people are waiting and outsourcing and hoping somebody will do something. And I just keep learning from, uh, from a lot of good role models out there that if you want something to happen to help other people, get up and do it, figure it out. And suddenly it will be, if you build it, they will come type of thing. And, uh, you know, I uh, I took on a lot of responsibility since October 7th in different security projects that I'm doing, and it involves a lot of danger. Um, and it's nothing compared to what the guys are doing on the front lines, not to take away from them at all. But uh, it's like what happens what happens if, you know, you're you're living in Minnesota, Texas, Florida, Louisiana, San Francisco, and and a Toyota Helix full of like six guys with AK-47s roll through the neighborhood and start shooting people. And who's supposed to meet them and stop them? And, well, somebody's got to do it. Yeah, well, who? And uh, there's that point where you step into the area of risk and you say, well, I'll do it because it's the right thing to do. It's, it's our responsibility. I feel as a first responder that that's what first responders do is they they rise to the mission. They rise to the occasion. And um, I remember when I was learning to be a patrolman in a law officer school, to be a volunteer police officer, I remember this uh, 
top cop in our area, he came to give a class and he said, you're going to go into situations where you're going to be afraid. And he said, when citizens are afraid, they call the police. But he said, when you're the police and you're afraid, what are you going to do? Call the police? <laughs> he said, you are the police. And, and, and there's those moments where you just move forward. And um, on my website, I talk about courage. Not that I claim to have any courage, but just to understand what does the word mean. And I think it means doing something that you're scared witless to do, but you're supposed to do it because it's the right thing to do. So you're going to do it anyways. And um, I think that's a big theme in a lot of the conversations I have with vets and with first responders. A lot of people don't want to go out for therapy. They're afraid to share their story. They need courage. Or maybe it's getting into a gunfight. You need courage. Or maybe it's uh, ending a relationship that's toxic. You need courage. So courage is just like a big, big theme, big theme around here. I talk about it a lot. I mean, Mark said it plainly, like, you know, humankind. I mean, the golden rule is to do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, right? So, That's I mean, right. it's not it's not rocket science, man. I mean, if if somebody's getting shot up with an AK-47 in the street, yeah, I'm going to grab mine. And it's like, hey, let's go. Let's go. You popped off, I'm going to pop right back. And I think the world as, as a whole would look out for each other the way we should and the way we were intended to look out for each other. None of this would be going on. And it and it stinks, and you know, and, and and somebody was saying something earlier about, I think it was Mark saying about the parents, you know, the generation is the generations that are coming up now. You know, everybody's like, well, they're lazy and they're not doing this and they're not doing that. They're wanting to be Tic Tac famous and all this other stuff. You know, my thought process is I don't blame the kids. It's not the kids' fault because we are all a product of our raising, right? So, I mean, the, the, the values that we instill in our children is what's going to leave our legacy for the next generation. So if we don't find a way to get back to that, man, and I, I would not be surprised in the next 10 to 15 years if we didn't see blood spilled on American soil again. I, I'm serious. Be, I mean, it, it, I know it's, it's crazy to think that way, man. But, I mean, with everything that's going on in the world, I mean, I sit here and I think about this kind of stuff all day long. Like, you know, how it's we got to this happening. point. It's already yeah, it's happening. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's irresponsibility. And I mean, the first thing, it, political, be, beware. I mean, uh, you know, they want to talk gun control. And here, you know, Avi is in a, in a state where they, there's strict gun control. And, but the ones that it's not taken away from doesn't matter, does it? That's and right. uh, it's it's there's so many themes that have rushed through here that we talk about. And, you know, one is what are you doing? We have 90 percent of our country, 90 percent, because it's less than six percent that are uh, are uh, involved, engaged in the military. Actually, three percent, six percent are the, the first or not for the veterans. And then roughly four percent are um first responders, that's 90% of people laying their big fat heads on the pills of freedom every single day. Not engaged, not worried about it, but the sure as heck, you know, they'll dial the numbers when they need to dial the numbers. So someone can come and save their sorry ass. Even though our men and women are throwing lead down their throats because they can't handle the trauma anymore. And Oh, now they're weak. 
they're weak and you know you should know what you're getting into kind of conversation um and i'm talking to the wrong crowd right now because i i'm looking at the people who are on and all the people that are on are people who have committed their lives to serving that is the bottom line and then we ask about what are you doing what are you doing if you're not doing anything, you're part of the problem. That's my truth for everybody. If you got a problem with that, 763-238-5971. I'll have a conversation anytime. Speaking of what you're talking about, Mark, I, I just found this out the other day because I've got a buddy of mine who's a retired Coast Guard, and he was a recruiter. He told me the armed forces as a whole across the board, recruitment numbers are down 30% right now. Yeah. 30% because everybody, you know, nobody wants to go in because it's too much work. No. I mean, I'm it's crazy. In the classroom. I'm standing in the classroom. I'm not so certain I want. <laughs> yeah. Let's grow. Let's grow, Eric Mello. Let's grow. <clears throat> wow. No, I think, uh, right. I think uh, to go back a little bit to when uh, Avi was talking, um, and I know I'm going to botch this quote, but there's a quote that I will loosely <laughs> recite that uh, it says uh, heroes are ordinary men and women who, when faced with extraordinary circumstance, rise to the occasion, right? And I think there's it's times like this when people either rise to the occasion or they choose to just become, as, as Mark was saying, the 90%, right? And I think here you find that there's a lot of people um, on both sides of that, from my experience, that you'll find you never expected to be the one to rise. And then there are people who you thought would be standing there with you, and they're they're part of the 90%. So um, there's just a thought I had when you were speaking earlier. You know, I, there's a lot of heroes going to rise for this occasion. Um, Hard times create weak men, or weak weak times create. You know, however that saying goes. That's a great saying. That's takes, a great saying. It takes it takes situations like this to change the uh, the outcome of future situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I like what you said, Jonathan. How you know it humanizes heroes. Heroes are people that just make good choices. You know, and when I, when I grew up, I thought that every military guy or every cop was just invincible and they had no emotions and it was just easy and then when you get older and you do this stuff yourself you realize they're actually good people that just work hard and make the right choices uh even when it's not easy they don't get paid well people in their country are throwing stuff at them insulting them canceling them and they keep going and, and making good choices and uh and it's really crazy. And, you know, and then and then I ended up following all sorts of creators on YouTube and having friends here also in special forces in America here. And you see even these guys, they get afraid sometimes on missions. People are people. But uh, but with a lot of practice and with, you know, working together um, and keeping their eye on the mission, they make the right choice no matter what. And they do it for other people. They have a reason that justifies their sacrifice. So it's never easy. They're not. They're not Marvel. Marvel guys are. They weren't born with some superhero. They're just regular people, but they make good choices and they keep making those choices. And uh, 
it's appreciated. And anyone can do it. You know, that reminds me of the um, one of the Batman movies. I, I spoke about this in a talk I gave in Wisconsin a few months ago. Uh, I forgot. It was called Dark Knight Rising. Dark Knight Rising when uh, there's like a nuke and Batman has to like fly the nuke out into the ocean. I don't know if anyone saw that one. But anyways, Inspector Gordon goes to Batman and he knows that Batman is about to die. So he says, who are you? You've always been there for Gotham City. You've always been saving us. Reveal yourself to us. And he says, no, I'm not going to reveal myself to you because anybody can be Batman. And that's kind of this idea. Anybody can be a first responder or join the military or it can be cleaning up their, their neighborhood from trash or helping the needy. Anyone can do it. It's, you know, it's not something invincible. It's something that anyone, it's, we're born with the ability to make that choice, I think. I think the word we're looking for is serve. Anyone can serve. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not even getting into this biblical statement. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be biblical to, to, to serve, to do what makes your heart feel right and, and do it. And to I raise your hand, does anyone like watching someone being hurt or someone struggling or suffering? I mean, if you can raise your freaking hand, don't come back to this, this show ever. Like, go away. I don't want to be around you. I don't want to be with you. I don't. If you like watching people suffer, and go without, and then you're not my kind of people. This is one of the ones where I should have my blood pressure cuff over here. Seeing where I, where I, I get. I'm starting to wonder where Jeremy Daniels is right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had our off the rails moment before. <laughs> so we get worked up, and so now we we're we've changed into a forum. I mean, we started off as an interview. We're, we're in forum mode now. So. We can get fired up. We have a purpose. We have a cause. We have a mission. We have a drive. How do we get it out there? How do we make it bigger? How do we make it better? How do we how do we get boots on the ground? What do we need to do, ladies and gentlemen? Mark, are you asking how to get people who weren't interested to get motivated? Or are you asking people who are motivated but not sure what to do, how do they find out what their calling is? What do you ask? I like the fact that you came up with two questions for that. And the answer is yes to both. <laughs> because, and again, I, I constantly say we're talking to the wrong crowd. The, the ones that are willing to run into the burning buildings – at least are on the fringe and are give me some direction. So we need the leaders to give direction. And that doesn't mean bossing people around. That means they're running into the burning building with them, which I think everyone on this panel are those people. Uh, but that's still, again, that's only the, how do we get the 90% that's sitting back eating ho-hos, bonbons, and hot Cheetos? How do we get those guys and gals motivated? I mean, Unfortunately, in my opinion, those other 90%, something very detrimental is going to have to happen in their life to make them wake up to see what they need to do. That is another point I had earlier. And it is, a 9-11 needs to happen again. And I'm not, I'm not cheerleading for this, folks. 
the most no, a nine, no, a, a nine, a nine twelve needs to happen again, not nine eleven, well, nine twelve. Well, the nine twelve, I wish it would happen so we don't have to worry about the nine eleven. But the nine twelve happened because of nine eleven. Everyone was the most patriotic, and let's fight, let's go get this, let's go do that. That's the point I keep talking about. We have to be ready so we don't have to get ready. How do we get that? How? Be, no one gets involved until they are affected by it. No one. Mm-hmm. And, oh. I mean, truth be told, we're all sitting here doing what we do because something happened in our life and affected True. us in our life. So, I mean, but we chose to continue to continue continue to stay on course where others forget about it. Cause if you think about nine 12, how the whole country came together now it's so divided, man, you can't even look over your left or your right shoulder. Everybody forgets about what happened, but you know, we, we don't just like Avi's not forgetting, you know, and he's from New York, you know, Jonathan's out there doing what he does and you guys doing what you do. And I do what I do, but I think the only way you're going to pull that other 90% is if something metaphorically speaking, like a 9-11 or something like that happens, whether it's in their town or, or, or something. I mean, and it's it's sad to say that it, it takes some type of an act like that to get people to get out of their own way, man, because everybody in this world, for the most part, are, are so selfish and so singly driven and motivated nowadays. I mean, it's all about self and it's not about us. I, I want to bring something to our attention. Again, I wish our audience was huger, bigger, better, better. Um, it doesn't take a catastrophe. It, it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't take a tragedy. Because mm-hmm. post-traumatic growth, we're done dealing with the, the negative. We're done dealing with the trauma. Let's let's move forward together as, as an organization, as a unit, as one, and celebrate the amazing things people can and are capable of doing and suffocate the nastiness. I can't hear you because I'm cheering too much about the good things that are happening. All right. That's interesting. That's interesting. Everyone's got their mission now. Let's go get it done this week. Louder. We got our homework. We got our homework there, Teach. Hey, Chris Turner, I want to thank you for bringing uh, Miss MJ into our lives. Um, yeah, man, I hope I hope that works out. It's you know it's, we all we all just you know it's all about connecting the dots, brother. It is. Uh, it's going to be amazing. I haven't had a chance to update these guys uh, other than a, a document. Uh, she's an amazing lady, and again, someone that is valuable and having on our show. Uh, her and her husband were first responders and have worked in that sector and have a, I don't want to say it's an amazing story, but a story of adversity that they have come back from. We'll put it yep. that way. She, she is a fantastic human being and she's very good at her craft. She's very good at her craft. So you know, I'm, I'm just glad that it worked out and you guys got connected. I have a little segue here. We can all come together if you drink, Chris Turner.
somewhere between Gallup and Winslow on an old stretch of Route 66. At the end of his rope, looking for hope, but he found this old bar here instead. The neon was dusty. The door hinges rusty on the window, a handwritten sign. Between the paps and the cores, and the two swinging doors, faded words, but he read them just fine. If you cheat, hope it's death that you're cheating. If you lie, lie with someone you love. If you fight, do it for the right reason. If you drink, then come drink one with us. The whole place was packed. The waitress waved him on back. Set him up on the last stool. She said, man, I can tell you've been going through hell. Well, we've all come out of there, too. And we live by our own golden rule. If you cheat, hope it's death that you cheat. If you lie, lie with someone you love. If you fight, do it for the right if you drink, then come drink one with us. All we can do is the best that we can. So we're all sinners, forgivers, and friends. If you cheat, hope it's death that you cheat. If you lie, lie with someone you love. If you fight, do it for the right reasons. If you drink, then come drink one with us. If you drink, then come drink one with us. We have lost 6,000 brothers and sisters a year for the last 20 years. All of us have one of these in our hands right now. It takes roughly six seconds to send a text message to a brother and sister saying, I was thinking about you. You can cut and paste that six times and less. And I challenge you to reach out to six people in your contact list. Yes, we do support veterans and first responders. But uh, we also know that this is a an issue. I don't want to say pandemic. It's not a pandemic. A pandemic's another, but it's a it's a it's a a plight that is uh, taking over uh, our 
our people in our country, in this world, with social emotional um, disconnects. It's it's a thing. It's a temporary. It's a permanent solution for a temporary issue. Usually, a moment thing uh, that someone just can't get by. Um, I challenge you. Make six of those conversations. I was just thinking about you. I'd even be willing. I have an, an overarching one that there is a relationship in your life that uh, you have let slide by because of an indifference of some sort, uh, an argument, uh, a conflict, uh, a peace. I challenge you. I challenge you to reach out to that person and just say, you know what? It's been too long. I might have been a bit petty. Maybe you weren't the petty one, but can you be the bigger one? Can you be the bigger person? Reach out. Um, it might stir some conversation. Sorry, not sorry. I don't think, I think something I just recently heard and I don't know where I heard it was that, you know, humans were made to be involved in conversation. We're, we're meant to know that someone's there. And so, um, I have Chris Turner does this to me regularly, at least once a month, gives me a call. I'm always too flipping busy at the moment, but, um, I appreciate every time you call, brother. I appreciate the 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 relationship, man. But this yes, yeah, sir. And I mean, I've um, got Marines that I served with that I I mean, I talk to at least once a week, man. And you know, my biggest goal for me going into twenty twenty four is to focus on me and and you know, I've been dealing with some of my mental health issues. You know what I'm saying? So my whole year, uh, actually. Sal Gonzalez is a uh, good friend of the show also. And me and Sal have been working on each other together. So, I mean, I that, that that's what we do, man. It's just like, because, you know, you can't just go to some stranger and try to work on it. You need, you know, you, you, you gotta, I mean, you can tell a stranger anything, but you know, when you've got people in your network who want to better themselves as a whole, especially in, in the music community or the veteran community or whatever, just knowing that you're trying to work on yourself. I mean, that's mental, you know, I'm glad that mental health has came to the forefront of everybody's mind in the past 15 years, man, because it's real. It's real. And it's not meant to be used as a punchline because, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if I've ever told this story on here, man, but there was one of my Marines that I couldn't save left my room and went back and committed suicide. And I lived with Survivor's Guild for a long time because of that. And I still have struggles with it. But um, I'm working on myself to try to forgive those things and get my mental health right. So, yeah, like you were talking about, man, you know, it don't take long just to reach out if you somebody crosses your mind or whatever. Just say, hey, hey, bud, I was thinking about you. Or, hey, doing a buddy check. Hey, Marine, suck it up. Shit happens. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's what we do. And that's just Marine talk. That's what we do. You know, it's like, hey, you know what? Yeah, it sucks, man, but you've been through worse. Yeah, it's 100% right. And uh, Chris, by the way, that song was really great. Oh, thanks, man. Played. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, wow. You know, you, you were just talking about how, uh, Chris, I think you just said about how mental health 
it's something that you don't see, but it doesn't mean it's not there. It's 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 a real thing, like survivor's guilt. You know, who can see survivor's guilt? But uh, I was speaking to some dispatchers last week, and they saw. I mean, I don't know how much I should say of detail because it all it can trigger people, but they saw a bunch of terrorists murder a whole family except for this little girl uh, on screen, live from the dispatch center. They had like cameras of the city there and they're just seeing crazy stuff and everyone's strapped. So there's no time for them to take a break and they got to see this stuff and keep going and keep helping everybody else out. And I, I visited their dispatch center and they're showing me this video. I'm not going to get too much into the video, but like I was heartbroken for hours after seeing such a video. And that's just a drop in the bucket of what these guys are dealing with. And uh, everyone out there, whether it's in the police, fire, military, dispatch, whatever it is, everyone's got stories, experiences, people they lost, things they should have done better, uh, whatever. You know, it's not easy. It's easy to, it's like what Mark said earlier, it's, it's easy to sit on the couch and eat Doritos. You don't take any responsibility. You don't have to make any decisions. And then nothing can go wrong because you don't have to do anything in the first place. But the second you're stepping in a place of service and uh, you're holding a lot of responsibility on your shoulders, it's not easy. You got to live with it. But that's the price of doing good things is you, uh, you win some, you lose some. Hopefully you win most. But you can't win them all. You try your best. Truth. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. You know, I, I wrote a song uh, called Freedom for a uh, documentary that's going to be released next year. And, you know, the whole thing about the freedom is, is like, you know, freedom from your scars, freedom from, you know, your pain and freedom from just freedom in general, man. Because, I mean, it goes with everything as far as mental health goes. And for me, where I get my peace and how I work on myself, man, if it wouldn't have been for music, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I would have done from a mental standpoint because I, I get mine through whether I'm writing or whether I'm standing on stage or entertaining a crowd. That is literally my safe place. Whenever I'm in front of a microphone, I know that I can't be touched and that is my safe space. And it's, it's, it's weird, man, because I'm in front of everybody knowing anything can go wrong at a drop of a hat. But for me, that's where I find my freedom. So, that's I mean, beautiful. that's, that, that's kind of my outlet. I mean, I, I love to work out too. So I got the gym too, to get the serotonin going and try to keep my health right, my mental health right. But, you know, I think we all, anybody who's suffering from that, you know, whether it's first responders or veterans or sex trafficking victims or whatever the case may be, I think everybody has their, their thing, their it thing, which is their safe space. But that, that happens to be mine, but I would, Anybody who's having trouble with with mental mental health right now, I would highly recommend you try to find where your safe place is, whether it's through songwriting, whether it's through service, whether it's through, you know, podcast and trying to get the word out or whether it's through bourbon distilling or or whether it's through teaching, whatever. You know, everybody has a safe place and you have to I think you have to embrace that to try to get some kind of mental wellness out. That's beautiful. 
I'm a songwriter, man. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I'm just, I'm just messing with you, man. But yeah, it's just everybody has their their place, man. You just have to find it. You have to embrace it. I think uh, without without exposing and putting my business out there, I think I have found my safe place in service, man. I it just there's just something about doing what we do that that makes everything else go away for a while. It's oh yeah. We are where we're supposed to be. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing. We're not done. I, we're trying to figure out the two questions Avi brought up because of my question is, how do we get everyone involved and be active and that are capable of doing it? And how to get everyone involved that uh, need the services, purposes, and the points of what we're trying to create? And I, I think we got something. I think MG, MJ has been helping me with it. I, I think we got something. We've been doing little tiny bites. We've been doing little things here and there. Um, we were just down in Texas with uh, Scotty Frazier and his amazing vet fest with uh, Sergeant Records. Um, we got to do. Love, I love that guy, man. Never met him, but I, I just love texting him from time to time. He'll reach out. He's a fellow Marine, too. He is He is legit. And, again, his heart's in the right spot. I there. That's that a great is, name for a gummy line, dude. We P3. <laughs> I'm not gonna that argue sounds actually good. You can put that in the mental health, put that in the store and call it and use it for mental health uh, medication. So, Miss Eichmann, you got any quick uh, things that you, you should do the reads across America, not in your closing? I know I will in a second. Um, I gotta let Kimmer know that I'm working on this. And I cannot thank her enough for this and this. Um, thank you so much for sharing. Um, I am working on it. But I found this was this was an interesting little thing because this has been on my brain um, for quite some time. We had an, uh, a poet um, on who's a veteran gosh, a year and a half ago already. And I've been thinking, I need to get... Steve in touch with Quimmer. Uh, they need to work together. They need to work together. And when I opened up her book, um, right down here, Stephen Bates, thank you for your help and your support. So they already know each other. I can't I can't make that connection. It's already been made. So Kimmer, gosh dang it. Nice job. Um, and we have more from her that we are um, planning to share. She's been busy in the background. Um, very busy. And while I'm this was the small one, so small but not easy, right? Um, this is from Derek Iozio. So um, oh, there we go. That is Kayla and the Snow Neck. Listen, learn, let go, live lessons from life. Um, thank you. Thank you for sharing, you guys. That's what I do for, for my um, relaxation, really, a lot of times is Pick up a book. Um, and then, uh, Avi, thank you so much for being here. I, I, I've been telling him for days we're excited to get him here, worrying about um, communication at his hour of day that he's at right now. Um, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing. And uh, we're here. I think anytime 
you want to pop in, um, we are here and we'd like to be here for you um, 24 seven as well. And then I wanted to share, you know, Chris Turner, I told you you get smarter every time. And I just kind of cut down one of your part of your speech. Um, music is a space to find freedom. Um, so freedom and peace are two big, huge words should be in the world, not just in my world, but the world, the big round fat world, music and, or excuse me, um, freedom and peace. And if you can find freedom and peace um, for your mental health and your well-being in music, please find it, use it, keep it close to you and bring it back as many times as you can. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many times don't we turn to our favorite song, either to pep us up, to bring us back, to touch us back to the ground, um, to get us ready to go out, to get us ready to come home, whatever it is, waiting for a plane, um, find your best music, find your favorite music. Um, and on that note, check us out for some music. If you don't have a favorite song, let us help you. Let us help you find that favorite song or that song that you need in the moment. Um, yeah. Yes, all of that. Um, we do have a guest. Wow, I have notes everywhere. Um, next week, we have uh, Mr. George Vatana with the Veterans in Action. That'll be next week, December 3rd. Um, we also have Reads Across America. My goodness, I feel like I've been talking. Thank you, Jeremy. Um, I've been talking about Reads Across America a million and one times. And so Peterson and I have taken over um, the Fort Snelling Reads Across America. You see that little logo up in the corner over there. Um, so it's national. It's a big deal. They put wreaths everywhere. Uh, they lay wreaths everywhere around the country and then some. Um, you can donate a wreath or sponsor a wreath, I guess. It's sponsor a wreath. It is only $17, you guys. $17. You can order a wreath and it will be placed. Um, there's a short window open for grave-specific wreaths. And I know this year in our cemetery, we're going to do our best to lay those grave-specific and grave-specific wreaths and get a picture of them. And I haven't figured out all of our website and our Facebook yet, because that's technology that I'm I'm learning the ins and outs. But we would love to put those pictures also on our pages and our social media. Um, Fort Snelling specific and um, oh my gosh, it just slipped my mind. What is the one in um, Wisconsin in Milwaukee? Oh shoot. Um, we are registered at both of those where if you find the People's Patriot Project um, and order a wreath and and use our number, um, we do get a little kickback from each wreath. That's another amazing program. Wreaths Across America is not a selfish nonprofit. It is a sharing nonprofit. And so um, just let us know. We will get you that number. Um and then, I don't know what else. What else? What else? I think that's it for Reese. There's a short ceremony. Anyone who's listening that's new to us that we've come across through Reese Across America, um, there is a short ceremony. I'm going to say 20 to 30 minutes, depending on the temperature. If I'm in charge and it's cold, we will get it done in 20. And then we will get out there and we will put those wreaths. There is 
the food truck, um, hot dogs, hot cocoa, coffee, that kind of stuff on the food truck. And if you're with a group, plan a spot to meet your group, meet them there, and we will hand out wreaths as soon as they're ready to be handed out right after the ceremony. Questions, just let me know. Go to our website, send me an email. Um, I think my number's on there as well. So, so that, we will be there. And Jeremy Daniels, tacos, tacos abundant on the food truck, I hope. They're kind of messy when you have to wear mittens, Jeremy, but we'll see if that works. If I'm wondering where you are all night, Jeremy, there you are. Oh, look at there's our number, MN0081P. Minnesota, and I think we're the 81th group. How do you like that? You guys, you guys were amazing tonight. Um, <laughs> Avi, I, I want to continue down this path of conversation with you. I want to build something bigger with you. Um, I want to be there to support you and what you're doing over there. Um, I hear Miss Eichmann gets hold of you through the WhatsApp application. I will, I'll be asking her to give me that uh, contact number and we'll use that as a, but uh, I want you to know there's someone supporting you daily. Thank you guys. Um, uh, this is our time of closing. Um, we usually let Jonathan lead it because uh, he eloquently puts words together. Uh, and I think he's on a pilgrimage a little bit because he's so mad about how, what are they called down there? What do you call? The wildcats. No. The, the tigers? The coon somethings down there. <laughs> coon asses. The coon, coon asses. asses are... The coon asses are represented like Bobby Boucher and uh, those guys. Uh, so he wants to be. He wants to show everyone that the South isn't like that. Um, oh, oh, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't strain your Abdullah Amblongata. Yeah, yeah, that one. Because <laughs> they got all them teeth, and no toothbrush. <laughs> my mama said. My mama said. <laughs> So uh, I wrote something down earlier, um, and Avi had mentioned resilience. And I think we as a people, just humans in general, are resilient. And uh, if we give ourselves time, we'll find a way to get through whatever it is we're facing. We just, we just got to give ourselves the time to, to search for a new avenue, to try something different, to, to push forward. And there's always a different way. We just got to give ourselves time to find it. If you reach out, you'll find that there's there's more people out there, um, everywhere. People that you don't expect, strangers even, that are that are here to help carry the load that that that's got you weighed down right now. You know, um, it might be your cross to bear, but nobody says you have to bear it alone. Chris Turner. Yes, sir. Closing thoughts uh like i said man find your safe space uh, know know who you are know what your strengths are well swat strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats right so just you know just be kind to everybody pray for israel and you know avi and uh 
everybody that's doing their thing over there, you know, just make sure you keep them in your thoughts. And I, I guess, you know, pray for the world, man, that we can find some kind of decent humanity in this place, man, because it's it's going crazy. But when all else fails, if you're looking some, for something really cool, just go to ChrisTurnerMusic.com and, you know, and just kind of chill out. You go to WarriorsOnMission.org, you know, and just, uh, yeah, I mean, just just chill and just do your thing, man. Just don't don't be responsible for your own does. Um, Avi, anything in closing, brother? It was a real pleasure to meet you. Oh, I see former Israeli. Somebody Look at just that. Felicity, he Joel's a great. Hey there, Joel. Uh, it was a real honor to meet y'all, and uh, maybe I will pop in some more often. I I don't quite understand how to join, so Andrea, you're gonna have to explain to me how to be on here regularly and see what's going on. But uh, it was real special to meet you, and um, I share the sentiments that people here said that Jonathan said that at the end of the day. There's a, you know, the it's it's not your burden to bear alone. There's a lot of good people out there that want to make this world better, more bearable. Uh, just make it good for families and for the people here. And uh, just keep making the right decisions and keep living with meaning and purpose and doing our best, giving what we have, accepting what we can't do and doing what we can do. Thank you, Kimber, so much. I'd love mm -hmm. to meet um, I'm just bantering, Mark, because I'm having a good time and I'm in a good mood. But I, I just want to thank you all. So thank you. If you want to hear me speak forever and ever and ever for hours on end about all sorts of things. So for that, I have a YouTube channel. You can check it out. Uh, you can find that on my website, uh, psychotraumaunit.com. And on psychotraumaunit.com, I have a page with articles about resilience and trauma. I have there a link to my YouTube. On my YouTube, I, I have a lot of stuff for first responders, uh, people in general that go through trauma, self-development. And uh, I'm no saint at all, but I want to grow. And I, I love growing with other people. And I'm happy to meet people like you that are growing too. So, Yes. Jonathan, did you get that website? I'm working on it. Okay. So we're going to put that up so people can check that out. Um, it'll be on our show. No. On our list of things, so I wasn't able to grab it. Psychotrauma. P. Psychotraumaunit.com. I'll type it for you. Yeah, I think I got her. There it is. All right, yeah. I know I've been there. I've checked it out. Um, and your YouTube channel as well. So definitely, definitely check that out. Um, shoot, you guys, I had to turn in that. Actually, also, Joel, I wanted to know how the beef turned out today. I saw you were working on some good food. Um, yeah, Joel, Joel was on our show before. He's the fellow Israeli. These are your Second. closing statements, Ms. Eichmann, just so you know. I know. I know. The beef. I was thinking about the beef as soon as Joel popped <laughs> on. I was waiting for him to get here so I could ask. Um yeah, no, final thoughts. Um, I just, you know what? Love is universal and that is corny and cheesy, but it is. And you know what? It's not hard. It's not hard at all to love your brothers and sisters. So I just, well, seriously, that's what brings me here. I don't understand. 
I don't understand. And, and this, so being in the teacher world, this puts my, my back up when they say, oh, you're privileged, you're this, you're that, you have unconscious racism in your brain. And I'm like, I just really don't think I do. I've never thought that way. I know there are pieces out there that I don't have necessarily control over, but I have never, ever, um, I'm, I cannot tell you how much I like to learn about other cultures, other peoples, other uh, nations and beliefs and religions and all of it. And, and I don't understand the piece that would make somebody like, instead of hating somebody, go mind your own business. Just go mind your own business. You don't have to hate on anybody at all. If you think you don't like somebody, then just go away. Go find somebody you do like and hang out with them. Um, I don't know. That's my piece. That's my closing. Live and let live. Yes. There. Sorry, Peterson. Now my blood pressure is high, too. Is your blood go. pressure high, too? <laughs> well, we can blame Avi for that. That's <laughs> it is just a, a refreshing conversation. There was so much that, Jonathan, your mic's off if you're talking. I was just saying? saying that he's young and he don't have them blood pressure issues like we do. Yeah, right. not yet. Right. <laughs> um, I bet, I bet, and I'm not making light of it at all, but I bet uh, he's had plenty of experiences in the recent, recent, recent past that is uh, probably something we've never had to deal with. So, because we're spoiled brat Americans that don't have to deal with that crap. And so we, my heart goes out to you, Avi. Um, we thank Chris Turner for always being the, the close brother that he is. Uh, we are blessed. Uh, we do things differently. Uh, the People's Patriot Project, we're not saying we're the only ones. Derek Iozio is out there with uh, Catch-22 doing amazing things down in Texas. Uh, Kim Gwinner, uh, the Contagion Effect, uh, Mr. Mello. Um, he, the people that have showed up tonight, thank you, brothers and sisters. Um, there are a lot of effective groups out there. We just need to learn how to effectively do it together. Um, not divide and conquer on our part. It is just uh, enhance, hone, educate, build, grow, and uh, let's go get this. We got it. Uh, we thanks everyone. We thanks. We thanks we everybody. Thank yeah, we thanks. Um, they say He's that. Um, I was oh, trying to speak like Louisiana, is what I. No, I about. thought it was your Wyoming. <laughs> your Wyoming was showing. There's some, more. There's some more from Joel. How far were you from Migdal, Hemick? That's uh, I don't know, Joel. What is that from Jerusalem? Like an hour and a half. Maybe two hours. John, I thought very great. You speak Hebrew, John? Oh, we can oh, let that oh, oh, here we go. This would be cool. You, I bet you never had Hebrew on the show. Mm, no. Nope. Well, Joel, if, I mean, if, yeah, if he, here's if, the deal. Avi, if you can hang around for a minute, if, uh, Joel, if you're available, uh, we'll give you the, yeah, Joel, you can come in and say hi. We can give Joel the... I'll send the, it to him. Introduce you guys. Yeah, send Joel the link, yes. and uh, we'll do post-show with him. If you got time, Avi, I know you probably should get some rest here at some point. I know you already tried to, but you shared that story with it. Um, all kinds of messages. You guys can share that with, if you can come in, Joel. So with that, 
we're going to close <laughs> with one more Chris Turner song. It's not Jonathan's favorite, but um, it's, uh, I don't know why we don't have it in our catalog, uh, but we got to revamp this whole thing all together. Um, what are we, what one? Well, we got All in the Same Boat by Chris Turner. Yes. Sweet. See you guys tomorrow at 4.30. If you're interested in coming and seeing what the People's Patriot Project is doing, Patriot Pride.